KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Ian Bush. I spoke with Governor Phil Murphy about his plans for back to school, along with what people who want to go back to the gym or want to eat inside a restaurant again can expect. Also asked him about the continued lack of PPE, property taxes, and whether he and Governor Carney are in a bit of a tiff after New Jersey re-added Delaware to the 14-day quarantine list. We covered a lot of ground. Here's the governor. We're joined now by New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. Governor, thanks for being back with us. Uh, a poll just out from the Associated Press, NORC, uh, finds about 3 in 10 people say schools should have no in-person instruction this fall. And more than half of those who responded to a patch New Jersey survey said it's too soon to go back into the classroom. Are you trying to make the pandemic fit the calendar rather than the data determining the dates, as, as you like to say? No. Uh, first of all, it's good to be back. Uh, and I appreciate you having me. Not at all. I mean, we put out broad parameters three or four weeks ago, the Department of Education, Department of Health. Just as when we closed schools, we asked each district, and we've got hundreds of them in New Jersey, by the way, to come up with their plan for both closure and remote learning. We're asking the districts to come up with their plan for reopening. And under the theory that no two districts are alike in our state, each one of those plans matters. We are going to probably on Friday go through the options that parents and kids can take for remote learning. Uh, we're, we're putting the final, final touches on that. But listen, no, we're not going to be, we're not going to open just for the sake of opening. Uh, the, clearly, if we can do it responsibly and safely, there's an enormous amount uh, to be gained, both mental health as well as the education, uh, the educational um, reality. If we get kids responsibly together, that's still my personal bias. But we're not we're not going to force this just because of the calendar, and we're not going to force it just because it's being put forward as something that we ought to be doing. We're going to do this only if it's done right and responsibly. That option you mentioned uh, for parents to be able to keep their kids at home and learning online uh, it wasn't included in the original guidance, and Pennsylvania ran into this as well. Doesn't that screw up the school districts who had already come up with a plan and, and now have to go back to the drawing board? No, because we did it early enough, Ian, so they're still in that process. So I, I think, I mean, it's possible there's a there are districts out there that may be in that position, but there aren't many if there are. And, and separately, we felt strongly that folks needed to know that this was this was an option that that we took seriously. It also addresses, you know, one of the uh, one of the um, consequences of the ability to remote learn means you've got, assuming folks take you up on it, you've got lesser capacity in the physical classroom, and that's been a big item for the educators, understandably managing that capacity. So you could have, you know, you could have an unintended or I shouldn't say unintended, but another consequence of remote learning that you get a better reality in terms of the, 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 uh, the density in our classrooms. Can you put a date, Governor, on when gyms will be allowed to reopen or indoor dining would be allowed? I wish I could, but I can't. Um, it's, it's, it brings us no joy to put those, either of those off. The virus is overwhelmingly more lethal indoors than outdoors. The raging flare-ups you see elsewhere in the country right now are overwhelmingly due to indoor infections. Um, we want to get there. I believe we will get there, uh, but I can't give you a date.
There's a bill uh, being kicked around in the legislature that would reimburse restaurants for the money they spent on food and other preps for the return to indoor dining, uh, which you postponed a few days before that restart. Would you support that kind of relief? You know, we don't talk about bills that are are not on our desk and that we've made our decision on. Uh, but I would just say I have unending sympathy for the restaurant industry right now. You know, we'll probably put a hundred. I mentioned this today at our press conference, a hundred million dollars of commitments from the Economic Development Authority for small businesses. I think 20,000 businesses will, will benefit from that. But no, no sector uh, of that community has suffered uh, more than restaurants. And, and uh, I'm not sure whether it's that bill, but uh, we want to do everything we can, not only to get them back to some semblance of normalcy. By the way, the outdoor dining is going gangbusters. So where restaurants have the ability to do that, we also uh, signed a law that allowed for alcohol takeout. I mean, that sort of stuff has helped, but we recognize completely that uh, that there's there's a long road still to travel for the restaurants. Let's talk about overall pain. The state is seeing Republicans on Capitol Hill appear pretty skeptical of what they call a COVID bailout for state and local governments. That's got to make you furious. It does. I mean, these these folks have never balance the budget, I can tell you that much. Uh, This is a crushing reality. Obviously, it's a public health crisis unlike any ever before. It's an economic health crisis like any before, and that includes states, and it includes not just blue states or so-called legacy states. Uh, It includes uh, all states. We have a travel advisory right now, 31 states. If you've been there, you need to self-quarantine if you're coming back to Jersey for 14 days. That that list of 31 states is a smorgasbord of different uh, Democratic, Republican, different geographies, different realities. Uh, this is an American issue. Uh, the stupidest thing we could do right now is to not give states the money they need on both sides of the aisle to allow us to deliver the services, to keep the frontline folks employed. Uh, it's absolute. It's absolutely essential. That quarantine list you mentioned, Delaware is back on it. And yesterday we heard this angry response from Governor Carney. I'm mad as hell, frankly, and it doesn't make any sense. We have a percent positive better than the other states in our region, not New Jersey and New York, in fairness to them, but certainly better than Pennsylvania, who's not on the list. What do you say to your your counterpart in Delaware? And, And what about his assertion that if Delaware is on the list, Pennsylvania should be, too? I don't have Pennsylvania's numbers in front of me, so I, I, I can't give you – I don't want to misstate that. I love John Carney. I mean, he's a great partner. He called – to his credit, he called – he and I have either spoken live or exchanged voicemails each of the past three weeks when those lists have come out, including when Delaware was on it, and then they went off it, and I hope they come off it again. It's a formula. Um, it, it is there's no massaging of the data. It is what it is, and it's a rolling seven-day average of uh, above either ten cases, ten new cases per hundred thousand uh, residents, or above a ten percent positivity rate on testing. Again, on a rolling seven-day average, so nobody's penalized for a bad day here or there. Uh, he's a great leader. Uh, I'm a huge supporter of his for re-election. I have every confidence that. Delaware will will uh, be in a very good place, I'm sure, sooner than later under his leadership. You're saying if in Pennsylvania the numbers were to meet the the criteria, uh, the Keystone State would be on that list as well. Yeah, we're not 
we're not playing favorites or otherwise here. So uh, I got a daughter who goes to college in Virginia. They just got put on there yesterday, and that led to a, a, a discussion last night over the kitchen table in terms of what's that mean in terms of what she's going to need to do going back to school or coming back home when that happens, et cetera. Now, states go on it and come off it. You know, the states that are raging right now, Delaware, in fairness to Governor Carney, is right at the edge of the data. Uh, but there are states that are raging and that, that, that are, you know, you, you know what they are. You know, it's Florida, Texas, California, Arizona. I mean, there's a handful here and we wish them nothing. We pray for them and we wish them nothing but a speedy resolution. But my guess is they're going to be on that list for a while if I had to predict and Governor, we heard from some uh, nurses again uh, saying there continues to be a severe shortage of PPE, could cause trouble as reopening progresses, as a second wave of infections is possible. Is there an action that you can take to get PPE to these nurses? I know the, the HPAE union uh, put out a report earlier this week about the PPE uh, troubles. Uh, yeah. can, you, can you get PPE to these people who desperately need it? Show oh, them my Lord. You have their back. We, 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 We've moved. Uh, first of all, th- they are the heroes, and Debbie White runs HPAE, and and all the healthcare workers and the frontline first responders have been extraordinarily heroic, and they've paid a price. They've lost members uh, to this awful thing. Um, we've moved. You know, we weren't even in the PPE business as a state. We'd never been involved with it before four months ago, and now we've moved tens of millions of items. I, uh, my health commissioner said earlier today that we had moved 30 million items of PPE into long-term care facilities alone. So we'll continue. Our nation entered this whole thing flat-footed, completely flat-footed, and we've had to cobble it together. uh, And we're still not where we need to be. So we'll do everything we can uh, to get it to healthcare workers, first responders, essential workers, frontline folks, educators, whoever needs it will continue to do everything we can. Uh, a, a deeper national strategy would really help. Um, uh, but we're, you know, we're doing everything we can to deliver the goods as, as they are needed. One more question I've heard from listeners. Uh, property tax bills for the first quarter typically get sent out next month. They're due pretty quickly. Can New Jersey homeowners expect anything different this time around because of COVID? At the moment, no. I mean, that's something that we'll look at, but we've made no decisions otherwise at the moment. And that doesn't mean that we don't understand the enormous pain here for anyone who's got a home, pays a mortgage, property taxes, people who rent. I mean, we've we've created big holidays here measured in many months uh, for a lot of the above to make sure folks couldn't be foreclosed. Uh, holidays on their mortgage payments and rent and and whatnot, but we've made no no decisions uh, on the property tax bill. Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey. Governor, as always, thanks for taking so much time. Good to be with you, and thanks for having me. And that's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Ian Bush. We'll have another episode out soon.